Welcome to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration, the extra push you need to keep moving forward. Hey, good afternoon. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation, and I am totally blessed that I have these two special guests on my uh, station this morning, or this afternoon, rather, it's, it's this afternoon, yes, because this is lunchtime. So I, am, I have a privilege and honor to have these two special pastors, Pastor Elijah and Lizette Rodriguez from Hope Worship Center out of New Jersey. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank you so much. Doing very well. Awesome. Awesome. So tell the audience about yourselves. Well, my wife and I, uh, we uh, started our, our church plant uh, a year and a half ago. We were under uh, the covering of our pastor, Glenn Wilson, which uh, he launched us out a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, our church, our home church is called Restoration Family Worship Center. My wife and I served under our pastor for almost 20 years in different capacities in ministry. And, um, you know, you know how you fight, uh, you don't want to uh, proceed or pursue a calling that God's called on your life sometimes because you know what's ahead and everything else. And uh, we, we did it. Uh, we actually went uh, and started this ministry. Uh, our pastor was uh, blessed us to send some leaders with us to actually start the church plant. Okay. Uh, my wife, wife and I have been married over 25 years now. And we have awesome. five children. That's awesome. So you guys um, in ministry, because I'm a, a first lady as well, and you know my husband's a pastor, and we have come across a lot of obstacles on our uh, uh, ourselves. So when you guys got started on your own, how was it for you? Uh, you know, the beginning, beginning we started, we started doing small groups uh, at uh, one of our leaders' house, uh, which we continue to do small groups at their house. Uh, but what our challenge had become is uh, we're right now currently at a hotel and currently looking for a place to have our, our Sunday services and, and midweek as well. But our, our biggest challenge is uh, the hotel. Yeah, it's, it's hard to grow uh, a church at a hotel because not many people want to go to a hotel mm -hmm. uh, service. And uh, we learned that the hard way. Um, you know, we're, we're growing. Thank God we're growing. We're in a, a area that's predominantly Catholic. I would say about 90% Catholic in the area that we're in now. And uh, we're doing our best uh, to outreach, to win the loss, uh, to get people to God, uh, not, not to a, a building, but just get them to, you know, give their lives to Christ and, and let God do what he needs to do. But, uh, our, our, you know, we face challenges every week, uh, you know, just sharing with my leader the other day and, and talking about the challenges. We're a mobile church and we have our, our things in storage even till this day. And we, we get up early Sunday mornings uh, to, to get our stuff from storage to set up at the hotel every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's challenging, it's challenging because uh, sometimes we don't even know what room they're going to place us in at the hotel when we're, we're guaranteed an area, but sometimes it's not like, you know, what's promised to us. Yeah. But we still manage to have service no matter what. And we, we've had many challenges, uh, you know, in this year and a half that we started. But, you know, because of the grace of God and because we know who we are, we continue to, to uh, pursue 
uh, the calling of God on, over our lives and continue to have services, continue to uh, speak into the lives of the lost and, and even the believer. And, uh, you know, trying to, what we do is our best is to build relationships with people and not only relationships, just try to uh, get the purpose, pull purpose in the destiny of people's lives. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to every single solitary thing that you just said, and we will uh, talk about that after we get off this, off the air, because I promise you, everything that you have just said about having to take stuff out of storage and who having to move from one place to another, then having to, for us, we had to do it through in our home. And that was over two years. And yeah, I can definitely understand where you are at this time, but I know for a fact that because of you guys being so diligent in what you're doing and consistent, God is going to open the doors for real. I, and I believe that. Amen. I was um, going to say that I, I thank God for every challenge that we have uh, confronted because sometimes you sit under a teacher so long and you're receiving for such a long period of time, you really don't realize what you have in you until something has to drag it out of you. So in every challenge that we've had to confront, in reality, it's been a blessing because it's pulled things out of us that we didn't uh, recognize that were already within us. God had already equipped us before he ever launched us or, or, or ever sent us. So we're just completing his purpose. And to see that all of that is already instilled in us and that God has given us the grace to confront every challenge and come through it victorious and be able to still, still smile and be able to still serve his people and be able to, the most important thing is accomplish his will. Um, it's been great. It's been a great experience. Challenging, yes. But I thank God for the challenge because it's proved what he has deposited within us. Amen. So let me ask you something. Have you guys or did you ever consider that you would actually be uh, pastoring your own church or even being in ministry at all? Yes. Um, the Lord has spoke to us years and years ago. I, I want to say for, you know, more than 10 years uh, prior to that, when the Lord actually called us and, and the prophet spoke over our life that this was the calling that the Lord had of our life, um, I didn't have a passion. I didn't have a desire for it. Um, and as a matter of fact, my prayer was, God, it's not what I want to do. I'm a PK. So mm -hmm. my father was a PK for many years. Um, and we were very close to our senior pastor, which is now our overseer. I know what it is to get hurt. I know what it is to get backstabbed. I know what it is to be talked about. I know what it is um, to get afflicted by the people that you help the most. I've had front row uh, seat and center, you know, to view this. And it's been very hurtful to view, even though it wasn't on my behalf, it was on my pastor's behalf and on my father's behalf, but I was already a witness to this. So I had no desire for this calling. And so my prayer had to become, Lord, when the time comes, I need you to change my heart. I need you to give me passion for the very calling that you've placed over my life. And as time went by, I started to notice the shift. I started to notice my passion for the people. I started to notice my passion in serving, my, my, my diligence in seeking the word, my diligence in wanting to preach and wanting to teach and the prophetic. Everything just started to unravel and unroll. So 
you know, I, I saw the fulfillment of the thing that I had asked God. So it was only a testament that my time was already near because now he gave me that passion to go after the very thing that he had placed in my, my heart so many years before. Amen. Amen. And so there's a lot of people that, you know, are pushed into ministry by God. And it's like uh, my husband went in kicking and scratching. He did not want to be a pastor at all. And because he was an architect or he still is an architect by trade. And so um, one of the things or the people that he worked with was the church. And of course, working with the church can be an obstacle because there are some individuals that feel like, you know, because I work for God that um, we should get a discount and we don't have to, we don't have to pay you or, you know, for me. (laughs) So, and, and for me, I went from a big, big church in, um, into a little church thinking that, you know, if I worked in a smaller church that, you know, I would be able to do what I really wanted to do. But unfortunately, that was not the case because the pastor um, at the time had a different agenda and that um, I was placed in um, a gifting that I wasn't supposed to be in. And it basically messed me up. (laughs) So I, I understand being, you know, as far as testimonies and being able to share, um, these certain, these, uh, stories and everything with, uh, other people that may have had bad experiences in the church. And, and I noticed that you guys, y'all keep it real. And, and, and that's very important with what we're dealing with in today's society. So when you're teaching, what, what is it that you all, um, teach as far as keeping it real? Well, we, we teach uh, our church, we teach in series. Uh, right now, we're currently teaching in the book of Acts. Uh, and we know that the book of Acts is a book of action. But we, uh, for instance, we we want our people to know the word and make sure that the word come alive to them. We don't want them to just read the word because that's the letter of the word. We want them to read the word and it, God reveals himself to them. So what we've done is, you know, our, our church, our home church, we, we were so, uh, we were always suited up and everything else. And what we did is to keep it real with the people, we started wearing t-shirts and jeans and uh, changing, changing our, our, you know, uh, our, our culture, the culture. So we're, we're going to a different location. We changed the culture so people can say, okay, we, these people are real. We want to be able to come to this place and, uh, and receive what God has to say. It's not about what we're wearing because it's not about your your clothing or anything else, but we want it to be real. And what we did is we we continue to do is we continue to build relationships with our people because we understand that people are not going to get trust your pastor or going to trust people easily unless you build a relationship and they get to know who you are. That's what Jesus did. He built relationships with his disciples and everything else. And it's so important to build relationships so people can say, I, I trust, I can trust my pastor. You know, I, they, they didn't know us from anywhere. Only our, our three leaders actually knew who we were, but everyone that at our church now, they didn't know us from anywhere. It was just word of mouth or because we market it. And we always say we want to be so authentic in our house of worship that people can actually touch us right. and be able to say, okay, these guys are real. They're transparent. And, and we thrive on that. We are so big on being transparent because what we found um, nowadays, a lot of churches, they want to tell you how great God is and how God is a way maker. 
but they don't ever want to testify on how God bought them out. So I want to tell you, I want to show you the end of a thing, but I don't want to take you back to the beginning so that you can see the greatness of the thing. So we thrive on being transparent. We're, we're, we're able to tell our people, listen, you know, we're not perfect, but I'm, I'm here to tell you how, how we failed, how we made the wrong decision. And this is what God did on our behalf. And if he did it for us, he can do it for you. So we're very big on um, being transparent. We're very big on, you know, pushing them to testify. Sometimes we're embarrassed of the, the decisions and the choices or the process that God chooses for us to, to go through. But we can't just testify about how God big is without letting the people know this is what he brought us out of. Because you know what? Unfortunately, you're not the only one that's going to go through that. There's somebody else that's currently going through it that perhaps is even seeking suicide because they don't know a way out. You, you made it out. So why not share with somebody, listen, I lost my house, but God made a way. I lost my cars, but listen, I went into foreclosure, yet God. You understand? So I understand that many times your testimony uh, is not something that you're proud of, but can you be proud of being transparent and saying, but yet God, mm-hmm. yet God, look at where I am today, because God is the God of restoration. He can't restore if you've never lost. He can't Ooh. be your healer if you've never been sick. So you see, you have to endure the process so that the God that you claim to believe and trust could also could come and be manifest because again we we want to preach about this great God and He is that, but He has to show Himself in us. People don't want to hear Bible stories. People want to hear your story. So if we could be a modern day Timothy and tell people how God brought us out, and then bring God into the equation people will be more susceptible to accepting and hearing about the gospel because they have already seen the manifestation in you. Mm. And, and, you know, we teach the word of God, but we make it, we make it so relevant to people. And that's so key to be relevant to the people in the church, because you have some that are babes in, in Christ and some that are eating meat. And we, we have to make sure that we're feeding both and make sure that we're relevant because people want to see the relevance and what, how does the word apply to them today? And, and, you know, and a lot of people believe, you know, uh, growing up, people would tell me that the, the word of God is just a story. It's a myth. And, and it's not a myth. And, you know, when we're able to share our story, you know, the pages of our life and what God has brought us through and what he continues to do on our behalf, that's when people say, okay, I see the God that you're talking about. I understand the God that you've been preaching about, the God that you've been sharing about. And it's so important that people understand who God is in their lives. And if we're not relevant and transparent, then it's hard to, uh, for some people, it's hard to accept what we're preaching and what we're teaching. Mm. You guys, um, if, if, if we were sitting in front of each other face to face, you would see my head bobbing to every single solitary thing that you guys are, are talking about. And I, and I try to, because I, I want people to really hear what you guys are saying without interrupting, because I'm like, I'm sitting here going, they are so on point. Y'all are just so phenomenal. I, my, you know what? Christ Rebel wasn't playing when he, he said, you really need to interview this couple because they are on fire. And I can really feel that. And I also like the fact 
that um, where we are in sync and there and it's becoming even more evident that the body of Christ is starting to change a whole lot in that they're understanding that you sometimes have to go outside of the box to right, be able right. to reach people. Because if right. you're just coming in with this, you know, all prep and pretty and everything and nothing's wrong, no one can relate to you that way. You might right. have to expose yourself a little bit. <laughs> the old church's motto was, you know, come to us. The new church's motto is we're coming to where you're at. Yes, yes, we, yes, and yes. You know, one of the things is that every time Jesus healed someone, it was for the same purpose, but he used a different method. We're, we're, what we're doing is we're, we have different methods in our house of worship, but it's for the same purpose. Right. You know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people box Jesus and place him in a box, but then wonder why, why hasn't he done anything for me? Because you continue to place him in a box. Mm -hmm. and you leave him in that box. And if you were to know how great he is and let him out of the walls, let him out and be the God over your life, then you'll understand who he is in your life. Yeah. We can't we put Jesus in a box, you know, and, and think we can just take him out when we want to take him out, put him, he's not, he's not a jack in a box. <laughs> you know, we have to be able to, you know what, touch the essence of God and who he is how do we how do we reach god how do we actually you know we're, we're teaching now besides acts we we went into act 16 when we talk about paul and silas when they went in the prison cell but we, we're teaching our people how how to worship you know we we grew up old school so you know it was always on your knees and we failed to remember that we can pray wherever we're at mm -hmm. you know it's it, it's basically a posture our prayer and our worship to God is basically a posture. How do we worship God? How, how do we connect to God? And a lot of people think that, you know, if I'm not on my knees, I can't pray. If I'm not in this position, I can't, you know, uh, touch the heart of God. And that's not true. We can touch the heart of God when we're sitting down, when we're in a car, when we're at a store, we can touch the heart of God. We can worship. We can do so many things. We can't, we can't place this, you know, God in a box and think that, you know, uh, we, we take them out when we need them and, and put them back, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that um, unfortunately has happened um, from the past is that um, there, there is, there at one point was so much restriction that people felt like if they messed up, that something was going to happen all of a sudden, just automatically, okay. they're going to be struck by lightning and, and everything. And one of the things I like about, about Paul is Paul did not care. He would do yeah. whatever he needed to do to get the word out, whether you wanted to hear it or not. And I've seen a lot of, of the transition in that there are a lot of, churches that are finally starting to get it that yeah. you can only reach people by being real and raw and honest and and being willing to to be at the level of where that person is at that time and then begin to help build them up to where god purposed them to be that's right that's right that's right you know people people fail to remember and you know our pastor taught us very well and he said, you know, your title means nothing. And, and you know, in Christianity, your title, if you're a, a pastor, a teacher, apostle, it, it means that your level of service increases. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and, you know, yeah, we're a pastor in, in the secular world. You know, it, your title of president means the world and everything else. But for us as pastors, that means our level of service increases. <laughs> that I'm, I'm still, I, I still can serve you because even Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we do at our house. And people are like you're crazy, you know. Like I mentioned before, I, and I tell my leadership, I'll tell the people, I don't mind putting chairs up. I don't mind putting things away because you know what? I want to be remain. I want to remain humble and always say, you know what? Faithful in the little things, God said. Faithful in the little things, and much He will reward us with. Mm-hmm. I just believe that if we can live up to the vision that God has called us to, to the name. Hope Worship Center. And, you know, we always do hashtag I am hope. And this past Sunday when I was preaching, I said, you know, are you hope? Are you? Because you need to be hope to your coworkers. You need to be hope to your family. You need to be. Do you understand that sometimes a person won't commit suicide because they're holding on to the last bit of hope? Mm-hmm. So are we being the very thing that God has called us? We need to be able to uh, transfer that on. We need to be able to live and to be exactly that, hope. Mm -hmm. People are looking for answers. We should be their hope. People are seeking. When when the doctor gives them a negative report, when things are not going right, when their finances have depleted, you know, everybody, everybody, even the atheist is looking for hope. So if we could only be that hope, Right. If we could just reach out and be that hope that people are looking for, they would then encounter God because we all know that God is hope. Mm-hmm. He is our only hope. So just being the exact thing that God has called us to be. Let's just be what God has called us. Amen. Amen. And stop making it so complicated <laughs> to, to help. You know, all you, if 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 we just can understand that we are living advertisements for Christ, that we are billboards. If we just live the lifestyle. Um, my, my husband, um, a couple of weeks ago, talked about um, the individuals that, you know, they profess that they're Christians. And, and we don't even, I don't even say I'm a Christian. And this is just me and my husband. We don't say we're Christians. We say we are believers in Jesus Christ. We are believers because for whatever reason, the 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 title or the name Christian has has become like a cliche out there to where everybody is yeah. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's 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 become a label more than anything else. Yes. Exactly. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying because I I even shared that with churches. Everyone today is a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't understand that if Christ is not in you, how can you you say that you're a Christian and you don't portray to be one? Because we want to concentrate on on the title and not the purpose. God, before the foundations of the earth, earth created us with a purpose. He didn't he didn't create us and and then say, well, I'm going to plug you in here. He saw a place where you were needed. Then he created you. So God created you for a purpose, with a purpose, on purpose. Mm-hmm. Amen. So Amen. if we understand the very purpose that God has created us for, you know, our life would have so much meaning because we would be fill, fulfilling the purpose in which God has created us to be. Mm, that's a good word. That is a good word. And with, with um, warriors like 
you and 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 pastor and myself and a lot of other people that are out there that are real true warriors that have sacrificed a lot of things and yet they continue to go forward because they are on a mission and the joy of the lord is their strength that's yes. the only reason why they're able to continue to go forward because of the joy of the lord and the mission that has been um placed on their heart to go out there and save as many or get as many people together as we can possibly reach through social media, whatever, by any means necessary. In other words, we right, got right. whatever it is that we need to do to reach as many people as we possibly can. And, and, and it's, it's just gotta be done. Yeah. Just trying to make them understand that they were created with a purpose for, listen, a lot of people are living life, uh, without purpose. They're living life aimlessly without knowing, mm -hmm. you know, their purpose in life. And when you live uh, your life with, like that without knowing your purpose, you, you enter into these uh, stages of anxiety and depression and, you know, frustration because you haven't discovered your purpose. But, you know, again, we are the voice of God. We are hope for the people. And we need to be able to help people and develop them and help them to pull out the very purpose in which God has created them for this hour. Amen. Amen. So time is running down pretty fast. <laughs> so okay. is there, what, what word can you share with our listening audience as, as we know that we're dealing with pretty much we're in the end times. We have been since Jesus ascended, but it's becoming even more evident that right. we are at the end times with all of this crazy stuff that's going on. So what encouraging words can you share with this listening audience? Oh, most definitely in this time, we know that everything's escalating. We, we see that they're passing laws with, you know, uh, killing a, a child at the age of nine months. Uh, you know, not only that, uh, legalizing marijuana in different states. And we see that everything is escalating and like you said is the end times we were seeing the the bible coming to life now for those that believe and know the word but my my word word would be is that it's never too late to give your life to christ mm -hmm. it's never too late but why why wait you know many people have a void in in their heart and they're they're missing something and that very thing they're missing and it's a it's a puzzle. It's the piece of the puzzle. They're missing that that thing is Jesus Christ. And if we can take Jesus Christ and put him in the center of our lives, things will change. I'm not going to say, and you know, I always say this to our church: nothing's going to change immediately. Sometimes it does when you give your life to Christ, and sometimes it doesn't. It, it takes time. It's a process as we get to know Christ. But if we can just give our lives to Christ, trust God in, in every moment. My wife and I, and even our children, we have been through so many processes that we should have just said, you know what, God, forget it. We don't even want to serve you anymore. We don't even trust you anymore. But we, we understand that every trial that we go through, everything that we go through is not about us. God would put us through a process to help someone else come out of it. He did it with Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas was in the prison cell and, and things were going on. And, you know, a lot of people don't, you don't even know if you don't study scripture, you won't even know that when they were in the prison cell, they were in the deep part of the prison cell. It was dark. And not only that, that the Romans built the first sewer system. So everything that went 
through the sewer system, went into the prison cell of Paul and Silas. So everything in their situation, if it was urine and if, you know, and I say this and if, excuse me, if it was doo-doo, are you able, and in the midst of all this, God wants you to go through your process and he wants you to bless his name in the midst of how your environment may stink. It may smell. People may be talking about you and everything else, but it's not about you because the Bible says when at midnight, the prison cells opened up and it just opened up for Paul and Silas, but it opened up for the other prisoners. See, they were worshiping God and those prisoners heard their worship and that worship broke the chains for those prisoners and they could have escaped at any given moment, the Bible said. They could have left, they could have just ran, but they decided to stay because they said, you know what, someone had went through this process for us. And now I want to know the very God they they were worshiping. And even the, the the Bible says that the prison guard even gave his life to Christ. So everything that we go through is not about us; it's for someone else. And God and God is molding us. He's building us. He's building our character. He's strengthening us. Our faith is building more and more each and every day. We just have to be able to trust God. Even sometime when we lose hope, he is the hope of glory. And if we can say, God, I trust you. Even sometimes when you feel that you're alone, God, I still trust you. Even when you're losing things, God, I trust you. Even when the, the bank had told you they're going to foreclose your home, God, I still trust you because you're able. And we understand we've been through hell and back. But we understand that we have trust God through every process of our life. It's been difficult, but God is able. If someone can just grasp onto God is able, he is able to do whatever he wants to do in our lives. And he can pull us out of storms. He can save us from the the mess that we're in if we only trust him and believe. Mm-hmm. I believe for that um, God is asking his church to take position. I believe um, that God is calling us to take our position in the body of Christ because many of us are living as if we are humans seeking a spiritual experience and we forget that God created a spirit first. So we're actually spirits living a human experience. Mm. So I believe that God is calling the church to take her position and we really need to go back to the church of Acts when the Church of Acts was developed and being established, their greeting to one another was Maranatha. Mm. Christ is coming. And we seem to have dropped that along the way. And in this hour, and if you notice, time is accelerating. Time is just going by. I cannot even believe that we're halfway through the month of April. Mm-hmm. Of 2019. Time is accelerating. So I believe God is calling the church in these last days to position herself and to remind her, Maranatha, Christ is coming. I know you've heard it for a long period of time, and I know you guys, as a matter of fact, many churches don't even preach it, but we need to start preaching it because we are entering into a season of birthing. We are entering into a season where God soon is to return for his bride. So we need to make haste and hurry and start preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth because the times are already letting us know that we are entering into contractions, that God is about to come back. We are get, The church should be read, in position to start birthing because the return of Christ is soon to come. 
So we need to haste in this hour with the signs that we are seeing. Listen, the contractions are taking place. The signs has come. We need to remember that we're spirit first, and this is the hour that God has called us to do what he has called us to do here on earth and establish his kingdom so that when he could come back, he can find us and that we could be ready in the blink of an eye. Mm, mm, mm. My God in heaven. Yes, that's word. That is word for real. Y'all, y'all better. I hope y'all are taking notes. I hope that my listeners are listening, not just hearing, but really listening to what is being said on this, on this podcast. If y'all ain't ready, you better get ready. And that's for real. You better yeah. get ready. My God. So how can people get in contact with you guys? Well, they can reach us if they want to send us an email. They can send an email at info at hopewc.org. Or they can reach us at 732-770-0097. Or they can check us out on our website. It's www.hopewc.org. They can reach us on social media, Hope Worship Center, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're practically on on a lot of the social medias. That's how we get the word across and and use as a marketing tool. Amen. Well, you guys, it has been a blessing and honor to have you on today. It, oh my gosh, I'm full. I'm full. (laughs) I'm really full. This is a blessing, and you guys, thank you so much for taking time yeah, out of your schedule. Can I say something to you, Sister Athea? You sure can. Stretch forth. I heard that for you. Stretch forth. Whatever mm. that means for you tonight or you know this afternoon, uh, stretch forth. Just stretch. Stretch forth in everything that you do. God's going to enlarge your territory. I, I, I heard that like never before. Stretch forth. Extend your tent, enlarge your, enlarge your tent, stretch your cords, the Bible says, and make sure that your stakes are secured. Stretch forth, stretch forth. My God, I receive that. I receive that. I really do. You, you, and you're on point. You are definitely on point. Thank you, Lord, for that word of that confirmation, because you are on point. You guys, you have blessed me beyond measure. Um, I can't even, I I don't even have the words to describe (laughs) how much you guys have blessed me. And I just thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, Listeners, I pray that this word touches your heart as well. Get in contact with with these pastors, seriously, because they got a word that you need to hear. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email your bio and picture to woveinspiration at gmail.com. If you would like to continue the conversation, make a comment, or you have any questions, you can share them on Wove Inspiration's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This is your host, Althea Richardson. You're almost there. Keep moving forward.